I woke up this morning with this verse in my spirit. I mean, in my spirit. Like, I wake up before my alarm. Oh. The Sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. Morning by morning, he awakens me and opens my understanding to his will. I said, oh, okay. So I feel I have a word for the weary. A lot of us, a lot of us, maybe a surprising number of Christians are disappointed in how their lives have turned out. Can you admit that? If that's like you, can you admit that? Because that's a big one, because you're supposed to say, I'm good. When they say, how you doing? You're supposed to say, I'm good. But a lot of us are actually really disappointed that if we could go back to our 16-year-old self with all those dreams... And what's the word for the person who says, but those people took that from me or they mistreated me or I screwed that up or that thing that I can't change happened and they're not in my life anymore. What's the word that God would give to someone who is disappointed with the way life's turned out? And I'm not trying to say that they think everything in their life's bad or... or, I just didn't know it would be like this. And I think the word is, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. You will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. God's going to wipe every tear from your eye. And sorrow and sighing, they're going, to be, they're going to be a thing of the past. We won't even remember what was so upsetting. I think we need a clearer vision of the eternal kingdom we belong to and what's our future. What is your future? I just, I, I wonder sometimes if we understand our future. That I am a spiritual being with an eternal destiny in God's great kingdom. An eternal destiny in God's great kingdom. And it's not, I joke about this a lot. You guys have heard me say this. You already know what I'm going to say, what heaven's not. It's not floating around on clouds, eating fried chicken next to fat, naked baby angels. Although... I got to admit, that'd make a fun afternoon. But the truth is, you and I were made for work. We were made for work. A stunning. 
We were made. We were made in the image of a creator who took chaos, who took... You notice Genesis 1 doesn't start with nothing. It starts with, with oceans. It starts with stuff, raw materials, chaos. And the spirit is hovering over the face of the deep. And then God begins to order the creation through his word. And then he sets humans in the garden in order to what? Tend and cultivate it. To share his work in his world. To represent him, to partner with him, to be his kids on planet earth, to walk with God and have something meaningful to do. Good work I can feel good about with the woman I love. And I've told y'all, I feel oftentimes like I live in Genesis 2. And I wish I could just hit pause on my life on some days and just stay here a couple thousand years because I'm so content. But that ain't the whole story. The other part is I am longing for things to be set right and I'm deeply disappointed in the way parts of my life have turned out. But the bigger picture, Matthew 25, this parable where Jesus says, this is what the kingdom's going to be like when the Son of Man returns. It'll be like a master who distributed stuff to his servants and went on a journey and then returned to see what did you do with what I gave you. And to the one, he says, okay, what did you do? You received five. What did you do? And he goes, I got five more. And this is what he says. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few things. You will be entrusted with more responsibilities. Enter the joy of your master. That's, that's, what, that's heaven, guys. Responsibility in the kingdom. Meaningful work to do on planet earth. Jesus has such a clear vision of the kingdom as God's perfect future that's going to take over human history and be your lived experience and my lived experience. It's so real to him. He gave his life to it and it was his only message. His only message was the kingdom of God. Every parable was to explain it. Every teaching was to describe what it's like to live in it. And to be his disciple is to be someone who's learning how to be a citizen of it. It's 100% the kingdom. And what is the kingdom? It is when God finally sets the universe right. And he expe- Jesus expects it's next. That's what's coming next. This life's very short. That next life's very long. This life's very broken. And it's a battlefield. And it's gruesome. And that next life, finally God will be all in all. And all the curse will be broken. And you'll be, you'll be something Connected to what you are now, but surprising. John says, guys, beloved, we don't quite know yet what it's going to be like, but we know this, when we see him, we will become like him. What's the answer to someone who's experiencing profound disappointment in how Life's turned out maybe because of your obedience to Jesus, maybe because of not, maybe because of someone else's disobedience, maybe because of just life in a fallen world. There's so many factors. Have you ever thought about the people who they start off, they start to serve Jesus, 
And then we were sitting around the campfire the other night, and I was, maybe this is a horrible thing to say to a kid, but me and Carolyn, Caroline, sorry, my mom's Caroline. Me and Caroline are sitting there. Actually, me, Caroline, and Annie. Okay, sidebar. You know how I set the timer for 15 minutes on my watch and then do nothing? You know that? Like discipline I have? Because God said set the timer on your calendar and do nothing once a week for a whole day. So I think, okay, 15 minutes a day is probably a good idea. Those girls are so zen. Buddhist monks could come learn from them. Those girls were cool with total silence for like 15 minutes with maybe just a... (laughs) Doing nothing, sitting, running around. Anyway, so we're sitting there and I'm looking at the fire and I'm thinking about the Anabaptist martyrs who were just burned at the stake. You know, casual thinking. Not what you would have expected if you saw a picture of the scene. Oh, that looks so peaceful. Tim's thinking about Anabaptists being burned alive till they're dead. And I'm thinking about how horrible that must have been. What a horrible way to die. And I go, ugh. And Caroline's like, what? And I'm like, ugh. Our ancestors were burned at the stake. That had to be a terrible way to die. Man, just decapitation would, like, A-OK with me compared to that. You ever think about these people? They, all they did was obey Jesus. Young people, young people, all they did was say their yes to Jesus. Next thing they know, they get killed for it. I'm telling you right now, if this kingdom ain't true, that's a tragedy. Worse than yours. But if this kingdom's true, it ain't a tragedy. If, this, if Jesus is right, because he has a theory. Jesus lived by a theory, and his theory was the kingdom of God is what matters. And he gave his life for it. If you agree with him, if you think he's right, then all these sacrifices take on a different character, don't they? All these struggles, even the duration of the struggles takes on a different character. There's a story in Luke chapter 9 where, you know, Jesus has just healed a bunch of people in Luke 8, like crazy Dead girl raised from the dead. Uh, yeah, girl raised from the dead. He's fed the 5,000. He's cast out the garrison the demoniac thing is like big time miracles and then it starts to the crowds start to come and then in Luke 9 he actually starts to reveal his messianic identity he's like all right y'all who do you say I am and and then he starts to talk about the cost of discipleship and he says things like if you cling to your life in this life you can't follow me the only way for you to successfully be my disciple is to give up on all your stuff all your dreams all those things you're holding to that cause you to be so disappointed in how your life turned out you have to let him go. You have to bank on me 100%. You have to put all your hope on me 100%. You have to throw your whole heart, whole self, every care, every worry, every dream, everything on me 100%. Otherwise, what's going to happen is the things you don't surrender are going to disciple you instead of me. And they're going to anchor and chain you to a life that's not in the kingdom. That's just sort of 101 level. That's not his, like we would think of that as like you're like, your 501, you know, advanced graduate level spirituality. And he puts it down at like step one. Step one, die to self. Self with all its agendas, dreams, fears, hopes. Self. You put me as your pursuit. Or you can't really be my learner and the kingdom's not really what you're after. He even says, one guy comes to him and says, let me follow you. 
And he's like, really, you want to follow me? Foxes, they have dens. Birds of the air, they have nests. The son of man, I don't know where I'm sleeping tonight. You really want to follow me? And then to another one, that's, that's what he says to the one who says, let me follow you. He goes, you sure? And then to another one, he says, follow me. And they go, I will as soon as I'm done with my business transaction. I will as soon as I'm done with my... And he says, I tell you the truth, anyone who puts their hand to the plow and looks back isn't worthy of the kingdom. And I thought, oh, he must be talking about Lot's wife. No, he's just talking about you can't plow straight rows if you're looking backwards. If your eye is on any other agenda than, than him, you won't be able to do this kingdom thing. You can't like part-time Christian. That's, one, that's like 101 for Jesus, total surrender. 100% devotion. Rearrange your entire life and give up on every other pursuit and follow me. Why? Because it's worth it. Because in the end, in the end, at the great reversal, at the great reversal, when the Son of Man returns, every other thing will be exposed as empty. Paul says to Timothy, teach the rich in this world to to not trust in their money, which is so incredibly deceptive, but to use their money to be generous for the sake of the kingdom so that since they can't, we brought nothing with us and we're taking nothing with us. But what you can do if you got money is you can use it to store up treasure in heaven, to pad your eternal landing. Everything is in light of the kingdom. So if you, like me, need to hear a word that says, take heart, son. The price tag may be high for obedience, but the rewards are incredible. And if you... When you get there, when you get there, when you get there, you'll look back on your life and you'll, you'll look at the, the price and you'll think it was almost nothing. You'll wonder why you even thought it was a price. And when you get there, you'll look at what time you wasted. You'll look at what opportunities you didn't have. You'll look at hardships you said no to because they were hard. And you'll go, oh my word, I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back and load up on more sacrifices. I wish I could go back and spend a sleepless night. I wish I could go back and inconvenience myself. I wish I could go back and pay a higher price. I wish I could go back and invest more energy, more time. I wish I could have my heart broken in a thousand pieces instead of only 15 to maximize what I bring with me to this kingdom. Because now that I see this clear, I wish, I wish I could have seen it so clear then that there's no such thing as a sacrifice being in vain if it's for him. I wish I would have reconciled. I wish I would have been generous. I wish I would have forgiven. I wish I would have been more sold out. I wish I wouldn't have slept through four years. Asleep. Guys, I, I almost slept through four years of school. And I don't mean I was sleeping. I was hardly sleeping. I mean, I took all that knowledge and I got good grades. But it didn't fuel worship. You know what I mean? When we get there, when we see it, when we see Him so clear, I think we'll, go, we'll look back and we'll see signs of how good he was that we maybe missed along the way. So guys, we got to slow down. We got to slow down. 
pay closer attention to the signs along the way. Signs of His goodness, signs of His grace, signs of His guidance. I think we got to slow down. I love Jason Upton sings. Essentially, I don't know how to live. I, got, I, I know you made me to really, I, to like live, but I don't know how. So if, if, this is what he says. He says, if the present is a place that the future will define, I want to slow things down and take a little time. Can you show me how to do it, Jesus? Teach me. Teach me. I want to live a little, Jesus, but I don't know how. Man, I just, I keep singing that song. So if you have a weary heart today and you're disappointed with how life's turned out, my answer for me and you is this gospel of the kingdom because you and I are spiritual beings with an eternal destiny in God's great universe. And if we walk with him in life, guys, I'm... I, Either I'm making this up or it's really biblical, but it says in Revelation 5.10 that Jesus has made us a kingdom of priests and we will reign with him on the earth. Uh, reign. Reign with him on the earth. 1 Corinthians 6, Paul says, don't you know you're going to judge the angels? And I think most of the Corinthians said, no, I didn't know that. We have an eternal destiny in God's great universe. We have a calling for this life and the next. You said we were going to sing forever. I think there will be music involved, but it's not going to be an endless church service. (laughs) Then Israel's rear end would really get tired of the stool. He thinks that our drum throne is too hard. Why don't we have the prayer team come on up? I'm telling you right now, the sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. Morning by morning, he's he's pouring revelation on the saints. Morning by morning, he's giving us understanding. He really isn't trying to hide from his children. He wants us to know him. What do you guys got? Um, you know, the water's rising. So, you know, when you get a, a lot of times, you got to go to the water. You know, the water won't come to you. You got to go to the water. So if you need to get in the water, come get in the water this morning right up here. Okay? Because God wants to meet you here. I don't know what for what, but... Get in the water. Just uh, any more encouragement, if anyone needs more encouragement and hunger and desire. Yeah. We'll pray for that. Gosh, so you started talking and then I started crying. And I think, like lately, well, for a while, God would show me things which I just thought was the coolest thing to be able to see, you know, different visions and stuff. But then lately with some people, I'm feeling what they're feeling. And I think that's what I'm 
So I know that there's at least one person here that is just really struggling with, um, well, you were talking about, I mean, I, the floodgates hit when you were talking about your life hasn't turned out the way that you, you wanted it to. And um, if that's you, just I, I'd love to be able to pray with you because I think we would both feel better. <laughs> It's like, please take this off of me. Um, I think I resonated a lot with um, with a disappointed life when sometimes, like, things that happened in the past. Um, so if anyone who wants prayer for just things that has happened to you that was out of your control, and maybe you still struggle with, like, God, where were you in that moment, I'd like to pray with you for that. All right, repeat after me. Abba, I belong to you. My name is written on your hands. I will never be away from you. Amen.